0: hello everybody welcome to another episode of fun with flame i'm your host daniel the flame and if you're wondering what i'm going to be drinking while i'm doing this podcast it will be tea sweet tea mm, isn't it good <laughs> but i th- there was a recent um i don't know how recent because i don't know exactly when the interview happened but there was it's a it's a lady i do not remember her name i refuse to learn it but you know if i see her i know you're gonna be like, it was like hey that bitch but It's a chick who basically has the famous memeable words of, if you don't like my politics, don't buy my book. Most likely you've seen that somewhere. So you know what the hell I'm talking about. But there was an interview that showcased recently where essentially she was speaking along the side of her husband, which is um, a huge red flag, but I'll get to that later. Um, (laughs) Speaking on the side of her husband, who also happens to be In the realm of um, dealing with comic books, now she's a comic book writer, and essentially in the interview that came up that a lot of people are talking about and whatnot, it was stated that essentially she was more so afraid of the current events that's taking place within comics. So the the fact that they're not really selling well, mainstream comics aren't really selling that well, independent comics. She she had a whole bunch of things to say about stuff involving comics and how essentially you know. A lot of people approach her to talk to her and whatnot and she's like you know they're super happy that comic books are booming but comic books actually aren't booming the content of comic books are booming you know the popularity couldn't be bigger in terms of like comic book characters and whatnot but the sales of comic books themselves are not being well which is true like they're, they're, they're not good at all um which is very true movies outsell them um video games uh tv shows you you, whatever you know they're killing it now one would think that comic book sales would go up upon the inclusion of comic book movies the idea that essentially especially considering the path that marvel is taking right now where currently they use any and every freaking uh character that they want to in order to shell out into the mcu that essentially books would relatively sell in accordance to um newer characters that they're about to launch you know it's like hey if you got a movie coming up then bam you got to bring like um like when they made shang chi you would think they're making a newer shang chi book um a revamp origin story or something like that or um since they got blade coming out they'll have a new blade book or something like that and generally sometimes these things coincide with the, one another but if you've noticed anything, you would understand that essentially this really more so plays out in terms of a propaganda-esque manner where when they were trying to push um, Captain Marvel and everyone, there was an abundance of Captain Marvel um, comic books out before the movie even was uh, before the movie even came out. And like the character was never mentioned in any uh, fat in, in any part of the MCU. But when they were announcing that she was getting her own movie, it came under the heels of essentially Captain Marvel being this huge um, reckoning force in the comic books themselves where she had an abundance of different comic books that was just all about her being this amazing character and whatnot. And it never stuck. So this isn't the same as when you have um, basically... uh, character like when you have a movie coming up and then you're releasing a book on the character in order to further help the sales of the character or essentially you see the popularity that a character might have uh based upon the movie sales and then you use that as a means of bringing out the characters uh comic books or something like that you know and it's like hey this movie took off really well let's start making a brand new comic with these characters start getting a bunch of people more interested in this character and whatnot you would think that would be the process that they do, but essentially they're tackling this shit almost like Pokemon, but not understanding that they don't have Pokemon. And uh, if you didn't know, when Pokemon was originally conceived in Nintendo, they had a three-pronged attack with dealing with um, creating its popularity, and that was that they had both a they had a manga, a video game, and, a, and an anime all released around the exact same time. And in doing so, oh, and the card game—I forgot—and uh, the card game, the manga kind of was a later thing, but the card game, the anime, and the video game—all released at the same time—and essentially, upon doing that, it just sparked this huge fucking wave of people being interested in shit. You, I—I I learned so goddamn much playing while playing my um, first Pokemon game, um, Red while playing Red because I knew information about different Pokemon because I watched the goddamn anime. I was about to call it a cartoon, but then by watching the anime. And essentially, like anyone and everyone, when you saw the cards at a store just hanging off the sides of the shelf, you know, and it was like, hey, give me a booster pack of these Pokemon cards. Wouldn't that be great? So you would think that essentially... Uh, comic books would basically, uh, w- or guess, I guess that comic books themselves tried to recreate that spark that um, Pokemon basically had a genius idea in making. And realistically, it did not happen at all. Um, yes, people have gotten far more interested in comic books more than ever, um, which is true. But the thing is, is that that spark and that fleeting idea behind that mindset is is it is literally fleeting um it was kind of just a like a ooh like a little craze and whatnot and it's just being milked and milked and milked but the problem was is that they never had the they never had the 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 conscious mind of essentially showcasing and bringing in or doing movies based upon the comic book uh stories that are essentially beloved or the ones that are really well-known or the storylines that do justice to a character that basically shape and cater towards the characters and and building um, their their popularity and whatnot within people who just read the fucking comics. And then bringing that to the big screen, which would have been the greatest fucking thing you could have possibly done. Uh, But instead they approached it with the mindset of we can have, newer people who's already oh who we already had oversaturate and infest the um the writings of our comic books which is one of the things that we're already leaving it in a steadily downward spiral for a very long fucking time and then have them bring that mindset of the comic books over to the movies to the current movies when realistically the comic books themselves aren't mindful of the past written work, the different storylines and structures or the, um, the fucking character dynamics or anything um, relatable to the characters, which is what built up their popularity in the first place. And they just, they just got rid of all of that nonsense and instead built their characters the way how they wanted them to be um, showcased in movies and whatnot. And that's essentially what we have now with a lot of the characters. Now, a big thing that a lot of people don't really take into account when it comes to, and I'm just addressing the MCU, is essentially that the formulaic concept behind the MCU and a lot of things that essentially were either hinted at and used as like major plot points or major stories later on and things like that were essentially things that initially started off because of Josh Wheaton. I know. But When Josh Whedon did the Avengers, it was a game changer. But the thing is, is that a lot of people don't understand. It wasn't just the concept of bringing these characters together in a movie that was a game changer. As far as everyone's concerned, when those movies initially came out, Iron Man was the first one and it was incredibly good. But Thor and Captain America were damn near the same structure of a movie and they were boring as shit. But when you put all these characters together within the Avengers... And then you have someone who is a genius writer. All right? I ain't going to sugarcoat the shit. The man knows how to write a good fucking story. He knows how to do world building. He knows how to do character building. He's done this shit for a very long time. I ain't going to knock that away from him. God damn it. I love the TV show Angel. This shit is a, is, is a good show. So when you have someone who basically is dedicated to the craft like that, and then he's also known for writing fucking comic books, he's, written a couple of comic books for Marvel and I'm not I believe DC as well. Hell, they brought him on to do the Justice League movie because of his credentials in that aspect. But the man has a good backing when it comes to inno- not just innovating, but bringing out the best of a script. Like that that is essentially is something that he's really talented at. And it's like you can take something crappy and stupid like the concept of Buffy the Vampire Slayer And you just have this incredibly well put together story with fantastic characters, fantastic writing, and just layers upon layers of different shit going on. And, and that's, that's all all that he brought. That's what he brought to the table. And so then you have the amazing movie that was the Avengers. So the Avengers has so many fucking layers in that movie that just works together and just complement one after the other. And then, there are things that are rather um, used later on within um, within the MCU, but they were basically just small little mentions and nudges and wink winks, nudge, nudge, and you know, which are things that you would assume like you know, Josh Whedon could possibly act upon and build on later if he was given the chance. But it's not a necessity now because it's just it's helping flesh out these characters and just do so much <laughs> with this all, all together. But that's the kind of, but that's the skill as a writer that he has. That's what he brought to the table for the MCU. And then essentially in the wake of just getting rid of them, you then have people who you bring to the table and you go copy this. But then when they look at it, they have no fucking idea what the hell they're looking at. And so then you have the tragedies that are the movies that have came out in the mcu that are basically just shit shows you have all this lackluster ideas and concepts where character is the last fucking thing on the menu it's just how much cgi can we pump into this movie before people realize that this is boring you know it's like like black panther being a, a movie that everyone sits there and talks about is just oh black people black people black people Yet they're supposed to be in a civilized country. Yet his in scene has him walking around with motherfuckers on dirt roads like that. Shit is just because it's because it happens in current Africa. This is just how Africans live. Like are you fucking serious? Like it, that is so, that was so racially insensitive and and just stupid. God, I hated that. <laughs> Oh man, like that just, you know, like they, we still have, a, like, we are in a futuristic society that basically has technology advanced years above everyone else, and we have dirt roads that aren't paved, and we still have a bazaar going on where people are still using shacks in order to sell like fish and beads and shit like that. Like, are you fucking, serious? like, just so goddamn insulting. Like, there's no, they didn't make a grocery store, seriously. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't have cars. Nothing like that flying around, like, no, 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 like, there there was a futuristic part of Wakanda, but then we still have the dirty part of Wakanda. No, it's either it's all good or none of it's good. Get the fuck out of here. So, so then you have that stupid mindset in terms of dealing with the MCU. Sorry for going on that rant, but you have that mindset in court and, um, in terms of dealing with the MCU, and all that is is that all I'm getting at is that essentially that blossomed from the ridiculous writing that came from the comic books or the current comic books. The current comic books don't give a fuck about the golden age or the silver age of comics and anything like that. Um, they don't give a fuck about the actual storylines or the character development that has been done over the years in order to flesh out these well-known characters and whatnot. They don't care about the complexity of the villains that have been showcase time and time again and like flipped in different directions and whatnot and you got to see um different variations of them and anything like that hell people praise brendan michael bendis for so much when honestly i've read a lot of the ultimate books and i got ahead to him the dude is fantastic at bringing up a concept executing said concept totally different ball game totally different fucking ball game um it is like it i definitely urge you to look up um literally anyone who essentially knows comic books and will like any youtube video that tells you the difference between miles morales from the comic books and miles morales in um morales (laughs) miles morales in um in the into the spider-verse movie and you will see like literally everyone who tackles it gets it on the nose but you will see that those are two totally different fucking characters supposed to be the same character but those are two totally different fucking characters but essentially the concept of miles morales is amazing is beloved is fantastic people like it but the execution of him within the comic books of the ultimate of the ultimate spider-man comic books when he was introduced fucking terrible it was just fucking terrible but the idea that there was this black spider-man people just ran with that shit because the concept beautiful concept. But then once you did into the Spider-Verse and you was able to flesh out this character and give him the much needed development that he desperately needed, (laughs) that wasn't allowed him, that they didn't allow him to have within the comic books. Oh, then you made a beloved character that everyone just sits there and go, Oh, black Spider-Man, black Spider-Man, black Spider-Man. Fuck out of here. If you sit here and go like, Oh yeah, this is how he was in the comics. Not at all. Not at all help um it it's ridiculous that we are at this junction where essentially the comic book um, writers are these people who are so far gone that these people are delusional as shit but they are so far gone from the people who actually brought comics up that they don't understand that 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 was the lifeblood you all you had to do was to allow the lifeblood to spread out you appease the you appease that which is already in your culture people who buy comic books people who still read comic books and then you use the increased popularity of said comic books because of the movies to further the sale of comic books it's the simplest fucking business design ever like you You can't go into someone's office and explain this to them and they not go, duh, because that just like, why wouldn't business work this way? (laughs) You know, Hey, if we get this famous person who has a bunch of people who like to copy and imitate things that they do to say that they drink a certain product, will we see increased sales in that product? Yes. Yes, you will. Because people do shit like that. So if we have an abundance Of comic books and stories that are very well written, do justice to the character, aren't done under any type of political agenda or will be in a way that would make someone sick of them after they read just the first couple of um, books or anything like that. But essentially showcase the character doing everything and anything that someone would want them to see. People who enjoy comics tend to have kids and then they bring their kids into enjoying comics. But if they're looking at comics and they go, my kid don't need to see Robin being gay, that's fucking weird. He just needs to see Robin fighting crime. I guess I have to go back to my old comics because that's the only time when right Robin's fighting crime. Other than that, he's into some political bullshit or has to deal with being bi for some reason. And now the little kid that would essentially would have been a, a, a continuous generation of a comic book buyer no longer you no longer have that audience that person is gone because they were raised being taught newer comics is shit (laughs) newer comics suck you are not allowed to read newer comics because they're not good and and this is this happens in so many other forms of media uh movies tv shows what have you cartoons all that good shit So many people, I know a lot of people who sit there and go, I don't want my kids watching current cartoons because a lot of them are pushing like gay shit. And it's like, all right, dude, like, I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kid. But at the same time, I fucking understand. Steven Universe was a cartoon that Cartoon Network just wanted to plaster every fucking where all the time and it wasn't that good but i had an issue with the fact that it was just really really gay (laughs) like it was just lesbians that's all it was about was lesbians and after that i was like i i I liked it because it was funny but then it was like just just lesbians just lesbians upon lesbians and then you just got into deeper emotional conflict and shit like that that was just making it crazier and crazier. And it was like, wait a minute, you was considering killing me because you thought I would bring back my mother? Yeah, but then I decided not to. Well, why would you decide to murder someone? Period. Well, because I'm a lesbian. What? (laughs) That's not what actually happened. But if I had to paraphrase. (laughs) Fuck that show. Oh, my God. I mean, hell, uh, I had the same issue with the end of Adventure Time, and it was like, yo, I I enjoyed Adventure Time, and then the last couple episodes were like, okay, but it stopped becoming a thing that was about um, Finn, and more so this crazy array of characters that were dealing with their own shit, and then you kind of just threw Finn in the middle of it, and then the series literally ended on that note and it was like well that was kind of whack and even in the process of him maturing as a young boy which happened in the beginning of the series it kind of just like fizzled out like a um a wet candle realistically at the end as he found another girl that he would like and then when he tried to approach him and then it just kind of established that eh, we kind of got a relationship i guess whatever and i was like well then that's as much development as he's ever going to get. And that's all they ever fucking did with him. Had him go through so much crazy shit, but then had his character just end on a note of, I just really like my best friend, Jake. And it's it's disappointing as shit. And honestly, is not worth the watch for as far as I can, as as far as I'm concerned, it's not even really that much worth of a watch because it has such an abysmal ending. And then even is to go so far as to push, oh, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum are gay. When was this ever a fucking factor? I thought they were just really good friends, but nope, they're gay. Why do they have to be gay? Why couldn't they just be really good friends? I don't know, they're gay. We showed Marceline having a boyfriend. Why are you making them gay? (laughs) It's just the way how things are now. And hey, you know, that's what the creator's original intent was. I don't give a fuck. I write stories with characters that I have that are gay, you know, and it's like, I have stories where characters are straight hard to fucking believe, also characters who happen to be Indian I'm black, people <laughs> I'm black, and I've created an Indian character heaven forbid <laughs> but it's just, they're just characters, you know, and it's like they're, they're, at the end of the day, they're just characters, but at the same time, I understand good writing, or people understand good writing people gravitate towards good writing people accept and appreciate good writing people love good stories they care and cherish good stories you can tell someone the entire story of Romeo and Juliet and most likely they will probably look at you like but they will understand once you explain to them that this was the first story that really tackled this so upon seeing other stories that try to convey a forgotten love or essentially a, um, a forbidden love between two people or anything like that, where you have two conflicting um, people on opposite sides, stopping them from being together. then you can always sit there and justify and bring it back to the fact that, Hey, this is Romeo and Juliet all over again, because that's all that it ever is. It's just, it's Romeo and Juliet. And so once you understand that that story was a good story, No matter how old it was or how you felt about the story, it was a good story. And it has been emulated time and time and time again. Hell, it's been emulated in I don't know how many fucking movies that are based upon different people dancing. And it's weird. (laughs) Remember when Step Up was about that? You're a janitor and I'm a professional ballerina. Girl, but I got the moves. I love you. But our love cannot be. (laughs) we can never be together <laughs> so it people do like good stories people gravitate to shit you know how many people fucking love the killing joke as a book it's been hailed as one of the greatest Batman stories ever I don't see it <laughs> it's like I really don't see it I understand upon reading the graphic novel that movie that they made <laughs> they really should have picked something else they weren't Thinking, they were It's this—it's such a beloved graphic novel, right? But <laughs> it's short. It's really short. So how about we not do this one? <laughs> no, let's do it. Let's do a thirty-minute intro with girl Who the fuck? <laughs> and then go to another perfect example of what the hell I'm talking about. So you take the great beloved batman story that is the killing joke you bring back mark hamill as the joker you have kevin and conroy come back it's batman these two played batman and joker back in the old 1990s uh, batman animated series cartoon all the all the signs pointed to this will be amazing and you open up and but because the actual subject matter of the killing joke which is not that big of a graphic novel but actually fairly short Um, It's a fairly short graphic novel, and that's not enough really to fill in a runtime for a movie. At best, you have like an hour worth of content. Um, Rather than trying to either stretch out some of the shit within Killing Joke, which would have been preferred, um, more dealings with uh, Batman doing more action scenes or far more um, creepier moments with Joker or more Sinister situations and going on different set pieces and drawings and backgrounds and shit like that. Far longer um, brooding time, you know, Batman just scouring the cities of Gotham, standing on a rooftop, just looking out knowing that he's in an impasse, waiting for just anything to give him a hint of where Joker might possibly be because he's just at his wits end. Rather than doing something like that, you decide to create a 30 fucking minute intro to the killing joke involving Batgirl. Only because Batgirl is a pivotal character within the Killing Joke story. Now, the Killing Joke story had enough foresight to understand that if you're reading this, then you know who Batman is. Also, if you're reading this and you see a girl by the name of Barbara Gordon all of a sudden getting shot... You know who Batgirl is. You know who Barbara Gordon is. You understand the significance of this fucking character. You didn't need a goddamn early refresher into telling you whatever the fuck you need to know about her character to understand the importance of this act. It was implied that you already knew. So why wasn't that same concept taken and applied to that fucking movie? But instead, not only was it not applied to the movie, but it was done in such a craptastic way that it just alienated anyone and everyone who was there to try and enjoy the Killing Joke story itself. It didn't fit within the story. It didn't make sense within the story. And then you ultimately sullied a concept and a relationship between two characters in order to justify something. I don't know what. But you tried to justify it. And it was weird. It was gross. And no one cared for it. And then the movie came out. It had a rating. It had a rated R rating. It was in theaters. And people hated it. Why? Well, let's see. This goes back to the comic books not essentially helping the movies that they're um, related to. And movies themselves not helping the sell of comic books. Let's see. You had Barbara Gordon being introduced as a librarian, actual thing that um, Batgirl is supposed to do. I actually found that out recently. Um, You had her being a librarian, but then you had her basically kind of on the rocks with the relationship between her and Batman. And she was trying to prove herself as a useful member of the Bat team or his team and whatnot. And he just wasn't taking her seriously enough or she wanted to prove herself some type of dumb bullshit she was talking with her gay best friend and that's always great to see within any fucking thing and then you just had the entire story centered around her character which inevitably led up to her dealing with um, her own psychopath who essentially was obsessed with her similar to how joker is with batman but he was just this low-level gangster that it just somehow couldn't actually catch um Then you also had her eventually confront Batman, fight him, beat him in said fight, push him down, kiss him, and then they had sex. And then she went off on her own to fight the psychopath that was obsessed with her, in which she was able to finally prevail after basically almost being incredibly hurt, and then Batman came in at the last moment, and then that was the end of the little arc that they did before the killing joke, which completely shifted in tone as the story then started to go into um, Joker. It focused more on Batman and Barbara Gordon was a character that just happened to appear. That is the single most boneheaded thing that ever happened where an actual beloved story arc comic book or graphic novel was adapted and put into theaters. And then the results of what happened is a clear-cut example of what the fuck is wrong with comics right now. Is that you had people who worked on this goddamn movie and the writers who essentially you got in order to adapt this graphic novel and then turn it into a movie. And then essentially there's just way too much. Um, so we gotta do something. You just picked people who essentially saw that, well, this movie, well, Killing Joke has Barbara Gordon in it. We need to make her important so that therefore when she does get shot, it just hits a little bit harder. Okay. How about you have a prior incident, them dealing with another supervillain character. And then in the midst of her and Batman dealing with this character, um, she kind of gets all hot headed and he kind of forbades her from um, doing any um, stuff anymore, just to sit there and possibly, make it that much more traumatic and the fact that normally she probably would have been out on patrol or you know just her taking her day off or something like that or she had a well-deserved rest and he told her hey you take the day off i got this and then all of that leads up to when joker finally shoots her and things like that just different small little things that would have equated to a nice reason as to why barbara gordon wouldn't be out patrolling this night rather than any other night when she normally would be patrolling something that's Generally, re- that's really all you had to do—not change the tone of the movie, but more so, let it lead up to the creepiness and the and the foreboding that is Joker. Have them stop things that essentially are similar or in relation to stuff that's going on within the Killing Joke. Finding out that there's a new person out there buying up different property, or someone is just um, or someone is um, uh, get loading up on chemicals and things of that nature that normally. Don't mean anything separate, but when you put together, it kind of makes Joker's little laughing gas. And upon Batman figuring this out, this also concludes with the fact that he might think Joker's no longer in Arkham. Small little things like that, only to build the tension of Joker, who is the main focus of the Killing Joke story. Not have 30 minutes of bullshit dealing with Barbara Gordon. Like what? What the fuck? And then even a, cra- a crazy betrayal of a character um, piece that you have with Batman sleeping with her, which would be utterly disgusting but you know give credit where credit is due this has been a concept that has been just creepily tried to be pushed by the motherfuckers that ran the batman animated series um mind you and they went so far as to have it in a comic where essentially she was pregnant and then she lost the baby because some reason she was pregnant with the kid and then she still went out being bad girl stupidest fucking thing ever those, those guys are gross like they they like genius writers and shit like that but then there were certain things that i'm glad the studio told them no you can't do that that's fucking weird and i was like hey harley quinn and poison ivy will definitely be lesbians together that's fucking weird dude and they're like no it isn't harley quinn's whole thing is that she obsessed with joker <laughs> well she would be lesbians with her but again harley quinn's whole thing is that she's obsessed with joker and poison ivy's whole thing is that she's an eco-terrorist she does not like people why would they be lesbians together because we drew her sexy and we drew her sexy they gotta fuck all right we have we literally have an episode where they walk around and basically just button down um uh, dress shirts who who doesn't do that unless they just finish fucking somebody why would they have button down dress shirts they don't wear button down dress shirts they've been fucking all right (laughs) you guys are sick You, you guys do such the weirdest shit and it doesn't make any sense Anyone could tell you like Poison Ivy would not be interested in people at all. Like why what what the fuck are we why why are you trying to humanize this person? She she don't like humans. Like <laughs> she don't like men, but she likes the lighters. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that just goes into what I was saying about the killing Joe just goes into play about the, the current extent um the current uh condition that comic books are in right now and man that was a long tangent but leading up to what the um writer she was the former writer of captain marvel and um her issue that she had with comics um of today's standards it's literally your fault this is not something that you can look at and go "I, i don't understand how the fuck we got here and it's like no you got us here this is all your fault and the fact that one You're not willing to take responsibility for the actions that you cause. Um, Two, you are so delusional that you don't even recognize that what's happening is your fucking fault. And therefore you can't possibly take responsibility for it. (laughs) It is leading into a further damnation of the craft itself. And three, you have put yourself surrounded by people in a bubble that uses a fucking app to dictate and validate damn near everything that they fucking do without any idea of how the real world will actually respond to such things. And I'm talking about Twitter to the point where you sit there and assume that just because stores are closing faster than the ever, and that is just another reason as to why comic books aren't selling as to being the flashing light. That's the actual reason as to why this shit hasn't been picked up. When you've literally been screamed at time and time again by actual fans, people who literally care, people who generally spend their fucking money on this shit in the first goddamn place to urge you, to beg you, to stop pushing in politics, pushing in gender equality, pushing in things that don't matter or cater to these characters that you essentially try to force down our throats, and by ignoring them and literally telling them, don't buy my book... You got exactly what you fucking asked for. They didn't buy the books. Now you're now there's no money. You, you ain't got no money. We having a problem because no one's buying comics now. And comic book people far and wide will immediately jump on the band. Like I've already talked about them jumping on the bandwagon and everything of of anime and manga and whatnot. But that's slowly but surely going to get fucked up as well because Funimation. God damn it. <laughs> but that's its own uh kettle of fish. But um it they have no other choice but to jump on that bandwagon because all the people that are responsible for the thing that they actually love, which is comics, have been really fucked. Like literally it got raped. Like honestly, gonna be truthfully, it got raped. No one they were forced. <laughs> <laughs> to do everything that those people wanted it really yeah, yeah that's what happened the comic book industry was raped no ifs ands or buts about it they were raped all right and it hurt <laughs> but it's like what happened why those people did that all equated into things like like when she was talking about politics like I believe in like the first interview when she said don't buy my book she was saying like have you read comics before politics are already uh, like politics have always been about comics and I was like no they haven't and if they were they were clever enough to essentially speak a message on politics without actually outright damning current politics or uh, pointing a finger at what's currently happened look at Watchmen. People remember so much different shit from Watchmen, even though literally Ronald Reagan... No, not Ronald Reagan. Um, Nixon is the president on the Watchmen, I believe. It should be Nixon, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And it... And that doesn't even fucking scratch the surface of what the actual story is altogether. The motherfuckers were in the Vietnam War, and they were superheroes, and they still had to deal with shit. It, it's one of those things that essentially you just... Like they they were they were they were better writers, obviously. <laughs> they just were better writers if, if you were to sum it up any other way. But you have people who essentially hit the nail on the head, and then other people who look at writing and they go, Oh, so this was about this political thing or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but it was a pretty good, decent story or whatnot. Yeah. So if I make a story that's about this political thing, whoa, 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 this wasn't about this political thing. This was about this character being in a situation that's similar to this political thing. That's it. That's all that they got in it. They weren't poking fun at one in particular character. They weren't trying to distinguish one actual living person from another. They weren't trying to draw focus onto something that this character normally doesn't draw focus on. That's not what this was about. This was just a character piece dealing with this situation, not with actual political climate totally goes over people's head when you talk to them some fucking times because they just they don't understand the difference they don't see the difference they they can't wrap their heads around the fact that captain america was created to fight nazis but hydra is a splinter cell of nazis so it doesn't mean captain America's going around killing um germans like no that other shit <laughs> at stake here there's different layers to that Goddammit. But no, that's not the case at all. It's like, oh, so no, he just, like, you know, he's just fighting Nazis and everything like that. And I was like, no, because he just mainly fights Hydra. And then as time evolves, Hydra evolves. Therefore, his enemy had to, his enemy evolved as well. But now it's just straight up Captain America is against America because America is bad. How retarded is that? Like, what, what the fuck sense does that make? Like, then he's no longer Captain America. <laughs> he's not fighting for America, you dumbasses. Literally have comic book pages now where you got Captain America apologizing for being a white man who got superpowers. It's the stupidest shit in the world. <laughs> it's the stupidest shit in the world. I prefer it if he just stayed dead. Like, he just, just killed off Steve Rogers. And it was like, no one else can be Captain America ever again. Like, why not? Just do never again. And then any other Captain America book thereafter, is just set in a, a multiverse story. Like, this is this is a Captain America from a different Marvel world, period. <laughs> and it was like, but the original Captain America is dead. He's dead. And he died a hero. He beat all of Hydra. There's no more Hydra in this universe because of, of Captain America, period. And I'd be fine with that because at least they won't be able to tarnish the character even further. You could just blame it on the fact that this multiverse they do that with everything else. So just do that. <laughs> They're like, that's multiverse. That's why he's pink. <laughs> Fighting for gay rights everywhere. Captain America. <laughs> oh, so you're saying pink is a gay color? but Pink is feminine. So you take that what you will. <laughs> it's stupid oh man but it this is nobody's fault but your own and then it's not like this is just her thing because she was a captain marvel writer and if you like i said in the beginning when i was talking about the captain marvel comics uh captain marvel uh for what has been done to carol danvers has been a giant shit show of the giant uh, of the biggest claim ever what has been the biggest shit show in history An unlikable, unrelatable, just all around uninteresting character being shoved in everyone's faces as the new face of Marvel without any significance, without any um, character uh, development, without any depth as a character. And then just going around doing everything that she possibly can to not heighten her character, but lessen others. And that has done nothing but backfire in Disney face to the point where Captain Marvel no longer is meant to be the face of the MCU. When literally all their publications would demand the opposite. She has been the center of fucking attention. They made her evil and she beat up all other um, Marvel characters. They have done everything that you could possibly imagine to Captain Marvel to make her popular. And you would think, Well, they've literally done this to almost every other character at some point in time. Hell, even the Hulk has an evil counterpart called the Maestro. And, you know, it's just Banner goes nuts or whatever. And it's like understandable on that that route. But he was a beloved character first. He was a relatable character at first. Before anything else was done to him in order to stir the pot, he was already a grounded, beloved, and popular character. You wanted instant fucking gratification. And I've said this before. Instant gratification without any effort is impossible. Like, it doesn't happen. You get a one in a million chance of some shit like that actually popping off. But when you expect that from every fucking character that you bring to the forefront, are you out your goddamn mind? It's like, oh, well, what about those off chances and those off-brand things where a character just becomes insanely popular? Well, it's like, well you got to like you can look back at that and go it's instant gratification you know and be like oh those characters were just made and then they became insanely popular just off of that nothing else added to it and it was like well normally with comic books i i would argue dig deeper i would greatly argue dig deeper because comic books generally don't work like that and you know it's like you sit there and say something out your mouth like well look at something like uh Um, fucking uh, any of the other spider man or anything like that. And it's like, well, boom, there you go right there. They're a splinter of one of literally Marvel's most popular character of all time. You have nothing but a chance at being recognized by being established or related to Spider-Man. That's how fucking big Spider-Man is. Same thing with Superman. (laughs) Oh, there's a Superboy. Boom. You know how big Superman is. And now there's a little kid running around with his powers. there you go. We already got that with Batman dealing with Robin. That's how big they are. Any character that's essentially an uh, offshoot, tokenized version of a character, or anything like that, you know, a She Hulk, uh, uh, Miss Marvel, or anything like that, you, these are characters that are popular by association first and foremost. Whether they come into their own later on, that's all up to them. But there's still effort that was put in place in order for that to happen. That just didn't. Boom, become immediately popular and and sought after. You have the multitude of female characters within Marvel today that are constantly put at the forefront of everything, regardless of if there's actually any type of demand or popularity behind them. Spider-Gwen was put in the uh, um, Into the Spider-Verse movie, and she is a fairly new character. But the thing is, is that that costume is just so awesome that people just ate that shit up and then she became a popular character but she is also a variant of spider-man god damn it <laughs> and it's like i dare you to sit there and go oh if you would just make a spider gwen movie that shit's just gonna sell and it's like are you fucking kidding me no it's not <laughs> like if you just did that off rip without any correlation behind um spider-man or anything like that no what what the fuck no <laughs> But that's that's the that's the concept that a lot of people just don't get, you know, and it's like it, it, it's those things that these comic book writers don't understand. They want these characters that they're working on to just be immediately accepted and established as whatever that they want them to be. So now it's gotten to the point where instead of making new characters, they just try to shift the narrative of already existing characters. Let's make Dick Grayson. I mean, let's make Tim Drake gay. That way we can say we have a gay Robin. No one really understands or no, like normies, I hate really saying normies, but regular people don't really understand that concept of, of different Robins actually existing and whatnot. So you throw it onto the offshoot of Tim Drake and then you go, he's gay. And now everyone just sits there and go, Ooh, Robin is gay without actually explaining the complexity behind that. Or if it even makes any fucking sense. No, it's just the fact that he's gay representation beats out even. A- Anything and everything, even continuity, and especially good writing. But hey, at least we got a a buy out there that's in Batman. Flag that flag, honey child. I don't think they talk like that, Daniel. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) But it just, it's all your fault. These writers are fucking crazy. And it was weird is that this isn't the first time this has happened in comic books in general. Back in the day, they had an issue with the artist in comic books. I mean, now we have sloppy art and it's just fucking appalling. But back in the day, the artist artistry for the books reigned supreme over everything, and anything. It then just became a point of if the artist didn't want to draw something, then they weren't going to fucking make um, a certain storyline or anything like that because it was like, I don't want to do this. And they had that much power rather than allowing and establishing that, hey, the writing is just as important as the artwork. Oh, no, it's set up for such a disastrous result of these horrible comics that were just drawn in ridiculous ways because there was no way to stop the artist from doing whatever the fuck they wanted. And the stories didn't make any sense, the concepts didn't make any sense, they were really just stupid. And then once the sales dipped and then everyone was able to sit there and pull up their britches, they could sit there and go, yo, you're going to draw what the fuck I tell you to. Otherwise, you're not going to draw at all. We'll find someone else <laughs> because this shit is stupid. We're, you're not making any sense because you want to draw whatever the hell you want. And so then they had to knuckle down and then you have some artists that survived that incursion. And then they were able to start getting in better written storylines for these comic books and then tone down a lot of the... um crazy ass artistry that they had in the books because people just weren't buying them so it was like i don't care how crazy this artwork might get or how well you can draw if motherfuckers ain't buying the comics then who fucking needs you so you tone down that crazy ass art and then you have better writing and boom comics are now doing well again and so we've literally reached a point where you have these art um you have these writers writing any and every fucking thing that they want And then you have them picking the run of the litter of art of artists out there who essentially are just so hungry for a chance of doing anything. They'll literally draw anything. And you have a lack of a lack of a actual professional editors running around. You have um, studio heads and, uh, you know, chief editors and whatnot that just don't really give a fuck as long as shit just gets pushed out. You have a mother company that owns your company that's basically able to fund all of your fuck ups. So it doesn't really matter how bad you do because we got enough money to fix any and everything that you like any and every mistake that you make simply because as long as this shit is afloat, we can make a movie off of it. We can still use this brand. We can still use all these IPs that you own because that's what we bought you for. And then you have all of those things backing and essentially being the dominant player behind everything that's happening within comics and the people who write and get still don't fucking get you're the problem the reason the books aren't selling is because of you you have this safety net you have layers of safety nets behind you that allow you to just fall as much as you fucking want yet you still don't want to learn how to walk across the fucking tightrope you will be safe But all we need you to do is just walk across the fucking tightrope, but you just continue to fall into the safety nets. I can't make it a better fucking analogy if I I wanted to. I mean, I could try, but I don't want to. (laughs) And essentially, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who got their jobs under ridiculous means because a lot of them just like they shouldn't even be fucking touching these goddamn comic books and whatnot. But they got their jobs under ridiculous means they established their own politics their own mindsets and whatever the fuck they want to push in these crazy ass agendas within these comic books they do it it doesn't sell and then there's literally no repercussions for it they just have a bunch of people sitting there twiddling their thumbs going i wonder why this isn't selling it you can sit there and tell them all the reasons a thousand times over you can sit there and point at all the facts and like all the people crying out this shit ain't good. And they'll continue to look at you as if, well, <laughs> I, I, I obviously know what I'm doing because that's why I have this job, but I just don't know why these comic books aren't selling. People don't like these stories. Just do better stories. No, no, I think it's because we don't have enough female characters. You have enough female characters. You're not doing anything with them. You're just making them better than the male counterparts. That's not making a good story. Or a good character. You just have them Mm action. Like they're just in action. All the time. But they're not being a person. (laughs) Do you not understand that? This shit seems like simple writing. It seems like simple stories. They were doing fine before you guys showed up. Now that they're more popular than ever, all you had to do was improve what was originally showcased with these characters. There are so many female superheroes that have just been backlogged. Why do you need to continuously turn already famous characters female? Well, we need them to be instantly liked. We need a strong woman to appear immediately. We don't really want to work at the fa- at the concept of bringing this shit up. We just want immediate satisfaction. Immediate satisfaction. And it's like, I hate to tell you this, but when you have sex, it takes a while to get to an orgasm. You know, <laughs> whether you're a man or a woman, you got to do something to reach an orgasm. The shit just ain't going to pop off by itself. And if you sit there going, well, sometimes I've stood around and if a girl's just shaking in front of me, <laughs> hey, those jeans had to play some type of part in that fact. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to end it here. Um, I, the What's happening to comics, I don't really care, but I'm upset because essentially this shit ain't going to do nothing but cascade over into anime and manga, which is, that that's my bread and butter. That's what I grew up on. That's the thing I love and care about the most. Um, But it just, you're dealing with characters and situations and, and stories that, I mean, I also grew up on these things. I don't love them as much as I do anime, but I'll still love them to death. And you're dealing with these characters, these concepts, these stories, and you're not giving them the respect that they deserve. Also, you can get this gratification of just having your voice heard in any fashion, in any way possible. You have multitude of comics that are out now that are just essentially despised by people, even though some of the concepts are interesting. The um, immortal hope story is an interesting concept to me. But upon looking at it, it's like the shit that they got going on in there. It's like, yo, what the fuck is this? There's so much in the writing that's like just like what the fuck? Like, dude. This seems interesting. You sit there and tell someone the basis of the comic, and they'd be like, yo, that kind of sounds cool. High leader, the one below all, the green door, the red door, fucking dealing with um, Joe Fix-It now being in the Incredible Hulk's body. God damn it. And it's like, you, you got all this shit going on, but then it's like, ooh. Also, there's a black lady who get, like, gamma ray vision, and then she kind of um, explains how being oppressed as a black woman is equal to being the Incredible Hulk. And... Immediately, when you say that, and it's like, Well, I don't really want to fucking read the book now, do I? <laughs> and it's like, Yeah, yeah. There's also a thing where they have a jewelry store, and that someone didn't do the editing correctly because it looks weird and it kind of has the Jewish that has the star David and it just says Jew Lurie and it's spelled weird, it, but it was kind of done on purpose. But it's like, All right, you know what? This just sounds ridiculous. It's like, It is. It could have been good, but you got dumbasses working behind these comics. And so you got that. And then another equally bad comic is just every fucking Captain Marvel book. The bitch ain't likable. God damn it. She just ain't likable. And now I'm going to end it. So this has been another episode of Fun with Flame. I have been your host, Daniel the Flame. And as always, good people, hope you had fun.